Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 10, Episode 13, titled What We Become. Aaron, what have you become this week? Uh, I've become slightly disappointed in this episode of The Walking oh, Dead. No. Oh, no. I was, you know, preparing our This Week at Bald Moon, like we do every week. We do, like, a little show notes to tell people what's coming up, and... Uh, uh, I usually like use the episode synopsis to kind of uh, crib some notes together. When I searched for Walking Dead S10 E13, the very first thing that popped up on the Google results was this is Denai Guerrero's last episode of The Walking Dead. And it's like all this like send off type, type of coverage. I'm like, damn it. I was like, OK, well, um, and, I, and I, my first thought is like the biggest one is they're not going to kill her. I don't think. Because that's the walk. They have the Walking Dead Rick movies, and what's the through line if everybody, everyone Rick's knows is dead? Like, uh, so I didn't think she's gonna die. But then my second thought was like, well, she needs to come from the Naval Depot uh, with her super weapon, mm-hmm. and what is going to happen with all that? Like, you know, is she gonna get home and just like leave Judith because reasons? Like, I, I was like, they're really going to have to do a lot to convince me that she's going to voluntarily leave her children. I don't feel like they did that. They did. They, they tried. They had Judith talking a mess about, well, you just got a mom. You just got it. This is this is us. Us children's express dream is for you to go out there and, and get her dad. And also, don't worry about Alpha and the whispers, because even though the audience doesn't know it yet, that war is totally over. Yeah. Don't worry about it crisis resolved everything's cool like but but on the other hand what is the show going to do deny guerrera has been a hero she has carried this show through bad seasons she's been here from almost the beginning uh probably the longest tenure uh person left except for daryl except for norman reedus and unlike Norman Reedus, she stars in regularly stars in Marvel Cinematic Universe Universe movies that make a billion dollars. So it's time for her to leave. And like the writers have to like, what are you going to do? You know, uh, you, you can't keep a, a person on contract that doesn't want to be. So I, I kind of give him a, a curve, a, a, a pass him on a curve on this. But it wasn't very satisfying for a fan of The Walking Dead and a fan of Michonne and a fan of the, the Grimes family in general. It wasn't very satisfying her exit of the, uh, on the show. What do you think? Carol's the other one who's been here longest. Um, right, of course. I forgot about her. Uh, I, the C and the D. So I think I agree with you. I don't think it was like the most amazing way for Michonne to decide to leave, but I think the episode itself is very good. I, I really liked the Vision Quest stuff and the remixes of the history that we know of The Walking Dead. All that stuff was really clever and 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 was done really well um so i don't feel too bad about the way she went out here if this had been kind of a you know a season eight quality episode i would have been really disappointed uh Mm -hmm. and really sad for that character but yeah I, i liked basically everything they did in this episode um i think having kevin bringing in kevin carroll the guy who's playing virgil here uh, who we neglected to talk about last time uh, because I didn't recognize him 
Um, but he's I didn't recognize him in the dark uh, with the, like the 30 seconds of footage he got. I, I did and not. all the grime over him and everything. Yeah, it's it's like uh-huh. it, it was I didn't recognize him, but he's from The Leftovers. Um, he plays John Murphy, which is a show that we deeply love. And he's a great actor. Um, and bringing him in, I think, did a great service for this episode because it's a lot of really good stuff with him. Um, his his emotional reactions to all the stuff we learned about his family. Uh, that's really good stuff and it serves as a you know as a like this is what you could have been sort of a sounding board for michonne which Mm -hmm. i like all tied up with the vision quest uh so yeah i mean i i mostly like the episode um i think you're i I just don't know what they could have done to like if you're tasked with writing a farewell to michonne and she can't die and she can't like ride in and really save the day because then she'd just be back. <laughs> like, what do you do? It, it's a big, a big ask. Yeah. It's like I said, it's, I don't know what you do because like if Michonne had never got with Rick and had been kind of like a Daryl figure to the community, like that silent guardian kind of protector, this just works. Like she, you know, like imagine Daryl's in this, but they're, they're trying to write Norman Reedus out and they're going to set up a Michonne and Carol spinoff. Uh, and Daryl just finds out that Rick is uh, like po- against all odds, possibly alive. And, you know, the blow to the group of missing Daryl is outweighed by potentially getting Rick back and his personal feelings. And without any other uh, obvious attachments to the group, other than maybe Carol, like that's an easy decision. And it's a very cool, clean line for him to go out on. But shown is just a lot more. It's a lot. It's a lot more complicated with the kids that she's got laying back in the community. Yeah, and the sure. fact that like this. It, it felt like it It um, after the fact rushed the Whisperer War, which like, I mean, you know, when when we talked about like Alpha going down and all that stuff, I I don't think one one uh, possibility we gave serious consideration to is, uh, well, the war is just over now. Like, this is just this is just VW day. This is victory over Whispers day. Like, it's just a crushing defeat. They're never going to come back from all the. All the herd as dead. Like I never felt like I got that. Um, so like I felt like this episode and what they had to do in it necessarily rushed a bunch of other stuff. Which I don't know. Um, because they they they'd handled this whisper arc beautifully up to this point, and now I feel like it's a little bit anticlimactic. If that that's it, and if it's not it, then like Michonne looks like a fool for abandoning the community and her children. So. Well, I mean, yeah, what's the possibility that Judith is lying here um, or that Judith uh, sort of misunderstands the situation with the the whispers? But that's kind of lame. Like, it's, oh, well, you put a kid on the mic and she gave the adult. So, like, Michonne didn't want to talk to Gabriel. Michonne didn't want to talk to Aaron, like an adult in the community to kind of let her let 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 everyone know without playing phone game, a phone tag game with an eight year old. What is actually going on? Like I said, it's, it's slot, but it's necessarily sloppy because they had a limited time of what they could do with Michonne. They had to get her out of here before, before this end of season. They had to kick off this movie plot. Um, it just sucks because I felt like it it was outside interference for what was shaping up to be an overall pretty nice. And it, you know, it doesn't yeah. make the season shitty retroactively. No, no. It's just it's it's a bummer. It's a bummer with this big a departure that we didn't get a little bit. It's kind of like with Rick, honestly, too. Like that was kind of a, a bummer too. Like. You know, he goes out. the The trash girl kidnaps him after all he's been through. That's what I happens. Mean, yeah. 
the bridge puts stuff him in very an cool. A. The trash woman, not cool. Yeah, <laughs> the, not co- cool. The, the the yeah, and like I also, I'm also bummed that we're not getting a super weapon. Like I know yeah. that I was unreasonably excited for for uh, Eugene to build a bomb out of the the Russian satellite <laughs> parts, nuclear bomb, that, yeah, a nuclear bomb, a fat boy, if you will. Uh, but like. I was still like, okay, well, you know, fucking Michonne's going to come back with rocket launchers and shit, and it's going to be cool. And no, I don't think we're we're going to get any of that. It was all just like, or she got fooled. She got fooled by a crazy man on an on an island, which which happens. I, yeah, so that's about all I got to say. It's it's too bad yeah. that this wasn't just a regular episode. This had to also sustain the weight of you know Michonne leaving, and that's that's so that's a hard weight to to to, to carry for the show. So yeah. All right, uh, well, let's get into the recap, but first, let's take a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's time for another season of Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? The premise is simple. A Gen Xer and a millennial watch old 80s action TV to see what still works and what doesn't. In previous seasons, we've done podcasts for Knight Rider, Airwolf, MacGyver, A-Team, and more. However, this year we're doing a very special season of Feeny. We're going back and reviewing the very special episodes of 80s and 90s sitcoms. Come cringe along with us as Hollywood tries to warn our families of the dangers of underage smoking, drug abuse, alcoholism, eating disorders, and much more. We start out with the episode of Boy Meets World where a high school kid gets sucked into a cult. Worlds collide as the Mr. Feeney finally makes an appearance on Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? Join me and my buddy Jay each week for episodes full of nostalgia and secondhand embarrassment. And don't worry, a very special isn't your speed. We've also got some all-time classic Knight Rider episodes to close the season with. Find Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? each Wednesday on Bald Move Pulp starting April 3rd. All right, we started off with Michonne flashing back to Orwell. Uh, we're flashing back to when Michonne still had pets. Uh, she's walking through the woods and she sees something interesting. Andrea run by. She's being chased down by walkers. And Michonne, as Andrea is being attacked, does nothing to interfere and walks away. It, this This right here kind of threw me off because i'm like it's been a while but i don't think andrea died screaming in the woods being attacked by walkers i think she would have but like the idea is michonne saved her right it's like right this alternate history thing sort of threw me Mm -hmm. off i'm like okay well this is a flashback they're setting up like some poignant emotional thing but this doesn't feel right and it turns out it doesn't feel right because this never happened yeah and it uh, showcases Andrea doing what Andrea does best, screaming and ugly crying. Uh, so that was a nice little character reminder of her. I, I, none of this is new footage. There's no fucking no. way. No. Um, so that the, the, they, they, they made some clever reuses. I, I recognize some of the stuff that they got from like, uh, you know, Norman, Norman Rea shot a little bit of new footage, I think. But like all the stuff from Andrew Lincoln and uh, was was old stuff. Um, 
what they they cleverly dressed up. But yeah, I, I at this point I'm like, oh, this is interesting. This is going to explore, you know, what if Michonne had never fallen in with a good community? Um, mm-hmm. because she was kind of in a Morgan place where she was just kind of like mindlessly surviving, clearing, etc. Um, and she could have gone real easily down down a darker path. Um, so exploring that would what was cool. Yeah, yeah, and they they do eventually get to that. Uh, but we we come back to present day and we pick back up with Michonne arriving with Virgil at this Navy Island. Uh, he takes her to the settlement where they have herbs, solar power, a playground, a bunch of other stuff. But they don't have very many people, which is a little strange. Uh, yeah. uh, Virgil's taking his sweet time bringing her inside and Michonne's getting very impatient. When she finally demands to see his family, she finds out, oh, they've been dead all along, except they're not dead, not completely dead. They're just mm-hmm. mostly dead, and he wants Michonne to make them all the way dead because he can't yeah. do it. He's got the family plots, three three uh, holes r- ready to dig. He's got the, the the daily rituals planned out. He just one problem: they're still active zombies. Yeah. Um, and this whole uh, time, I'm trying to piece together. Okay, what's happening on this island? You know, you got all these remnants of there was once a, a group of people here, but now everything looks shut down and neglected um you've got this research facility uh map that they walk by yeah. and they give a close-up on you can see all the groups being in different buildings or areas of the research facility i'm thinking okay there's a bunch of groups here and i'm just trying to like figure out what happened on this island and they kind of give you insight into that later but not all the way right yeah um yeah, like it was like there's a lot of lies told by Kevin Carroll oh, here, yeah. but the the fact that this was a U.S. Navy Naval Research Center kind of gives us hope that like, oh, there is something here. Uh, there was a big uh, effort here at one time. What happened? The stuff that stuff was, like you said, kind of interesting. But also yeah. I felt my frustration mounting with with uh, Michonne's because she's like, you know, where's the munition dumps? And he's like, oh, we'll get to it. I just got to, you know, my wife won't be very happy if I come up empty handed. Like I was getting visible. I was getting like frustrated uh, with his, you know, because I'm like, come on, time, time's a wasting. We got to we got to get these weapons and we got to get Michonne off the show. And there's only 50 minutes to do it. Chop, chop. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about with um, Kevin Carroll being in this show and being in leftovers playing John Murphy, his dad in that show was actually named Virgil and he's named Virgil in this. Yes. And I don't know yes. like if this is just, you know, happy coincidence or if the walking dead writers are also fans of the leftovers. Yeah. It'd be interesting to know if this plot was in the comics. Probably not. This comic, this, this plot felt expressly created to get Michonne off the show. Yeah. Um, because the only thing I, the only way I'd buy this isn't a reference to his character was if it like it happened to be in the comic books that he was Virgil, right? Right. And then it's just a nice little detail. But like, yeah, it has to be. It has to be a nod for probably his most famous television work. I mean, uh, I know he's done other me. stuff, but yeah, exactly. The the Balmu fans, yeah, for sure. Uh, so then we move on to Michonne going into a building and starting to clear with Virgil in tow. Uh, <laughs> these idiots they trap themselves in with a bunch of walkers and mm-hmm. accidentally get their attention and Michonne has to kill about 50 of them and eventually 
They find their way to a room where Virgil's family is hanging from the ceiling and they are all walkers. Uh, and then Virgil has a moment with him and Michonne kills them. Yeah. I, I was get I got a little frustrated in this scene because Michonne has a perfect, beautiful, like any Counter-Strike player would would be envious of the choke point that she finds in this building. Mm-hmm. And then she they walk right through it. They don't use it, yeah. man. What? Come on. You, you could take these walkers she, one at she, a time. She throws Kevin a gurney and says, essentially, make a door while I take care of business here. But yeah, yeah, there's no way. Like with that, that long Japanese sword. No way. No way. Those, those walkers get past have to come fit single, yeah. single file. Just just poke, poke, poke. And they're done. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't Another- do that. What do you think? I, I felt like this is a pretty good nickname for the day because we've heard, you know, walkers, we've heard biters, we've heard rotters, we've heard, I don't know, groaners, uh, rippers. I yeah. don't think we've heard rippers before. Rippers pretty good. They they do rip and tear. They do. I like Zombies that. I've, I've always liked proud. that about this show. Whenever they come up with a new name for him. Yeah. Yeah. Got a lot of local local flavor. Um, it is kind of wild that like all these communities within like a hundred square miles have all come up with different names for them. But you know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? I also like for the first time in a long time, I thought, cause like when she's, she kills these 50 zombies and they're in like close proximity. I mean, this room is maybe 10 by 15. Yeah. The smell <laughs> that has to be in this room full of decapitated rotting corpses is like, no, yeah. Like, I guess they just got used to it because like, you think people would be like, God, Damn, this stinks a lot more often on the show. Yeah. But a lot harder for zombies to sneak up on people indoors, too. Like, you would smell mm-hmm. them coming from three rooms away. Um, then, oh, Virg- yep. wait, before we move on, did you notice the stop to spread poster in the background? Uh, of Like, yeah, it's like it's some kind of like old uh, government propaganda thing. Um, oh, yeah, it was like gonorrhea and and. Some but, but other like the, VD, yeah. I, I think the way the weather, the, the weathering of the soldier was done, he kind of looked like a zombie. I thought that was pretty, huh. pretty sly. And also, I also wondered if it was like something that uh, this is something they filmed like right before shutdown, and they kind of hastily put a stop to spread. I don't know. I, I was putting all kinds yeah. of fan fiction into it, but like I thought it was a nice little, nice little background detail. I mean, some of this stuff we're rubbing up against like, oh, this was probably in post-production right around the time that sure uh, all the coronavirus stuff went down because like episode 16 got delayed for six A months. A long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, before they released that thing. So yeah, it could be. All right, Virgil and Michonne are burying the bodies of his family and Michonne is continuing to get more and more impatient. He makes a whole bunch of excuses why she can't leave. Oh, the boat, you know, the causeway is closing. This felt like the third day, right? Where they're telling, they're gaslighting Jude Law, telling him, oh, you can't Uh leave because the beers need to be drunk. Who's going to drink the beers, Jude? Right, right. Uh, The beers are here. (laughs) The tide is out. You're you're out of luck. Right. Uh, And so she is listening to this and he asks if they can wait until morning to get the weapons. And she says, okay, fine. It's still that it, it just didn't make sense because like I don't like she's on a ticking clock at any at any given day. The whisperer should, could show up in full strength and her community could be yeah. a threat. Like I'm just I couldn't believe the leash that she let this guy have uh, on this episode. Yeah, it's my it's only just, real I'm, complaint with the episode is is she doesn't 
act swiftly enough here. And he's got this like thing where I also like I'm not sure his plot even is hangs together because he had this thing where it's like uh I don't know, like, oh, I wanted to send my family off with something special. And my daughter had this book and I had to go back to the mainland to get it. Like, uh, it's so weird that this guy would do all this prep work when he didn't have the skills necessary to kill the zombies. Um, And then, it, yeah, we're, when we find out that there's other survivors here, like pinned up in these the this stuff, too, it's like. I don't know, uh, like the internal logic of like, because there's this like one scene towards the end of the episode is like, maybe it wasn't a coincidence meme. And it's like it. Yeah, no, I don't think it is, Kevin. I think the writers, you know, assembled you as a, as a weird character that doesn't feel real, that had artificial motivations to, you know, come out and like, you're just written, you're just written to take Michonne away from the show, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and that them's the, them's the breaks in this episode. That's a good point. I hadn't really considered why he'd be out there, but I mean, it does sort of check out. Right, there's a scene where they're panning over like the playground and the seating area, and there are books everywhere. He's talking about his daughter loves to read, and he couldn't find okay. like well, none of those were her favorite books. The books on the island that she probably read every day. Really, he had to go to the mainland to get a book, huh? I guess so. Okay, okay. Your wife yeah. got your wife gets the flowers, the weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, your other daughter doesn't even get mentioned. <laughs> or son like I don't even know what I don't even yeah. know know anything about them but yeah this one fucking brat gets a book okay sure mm-hmm. all right all right Kevin he's Virgil. gonna get around to the others yeah he, all right uh, that night Michonne is roaming the grounds looking for uh, supplies weapons all that stuff in group two's building which is the lab annex she hears someone talking through the walls and it distracts her long enough for Virgil to find her and lock her into a room she tries in vain to get out and then falls asleep, gets knocked out by gas. I don't I don't know what happens here, but she wakes up to some people talking uh, through the wall at her and they tell her, hey, uh, we used to work here till Virgil lost his mind and accidentally uh, after accidentally killing his family. And then Michonne eats fool- foolishly eats an apple like she I saw this coming a mile away. She should have seen it coming. Haven't you seen like Sleeping Beauty and or Cinderella and or any of the the Wicked Witch poisoning princesses. You just can't you can't do it. Michonne. Yeah. I mean, for God's sake, you're in a test lab. Uh, you've uh-huh. seen all the cages with rats that are desiccated, right? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing is like this. This this episode had all this stuff on the margins that seemed much more interesting than what was actually happening. Like, oh, man, yeah. we had this like last bastion of testing happening to where the animals all died in their cages and here's some surviving researchers and like the, even the story they told is like, uh, well, how did this happen? Well, you know, uh, th- this happened and then, you know, groups kind of came and groups kind of went and everything was kind of fine except for one night, you know, th- things went bad and Virgil locked, a bunch of, <laughs> yeah, Virgil, Virgil locked a bunch of doors and Bob's your uncle, his family was stuck inside and mm-hmm. his family's response, like they weren't being torn apart by zombies. They weren't being, they, they didn't die from starvation. They're like, well, it sucks being stuck in this room and I can't think of any way that we could possibly be saved. So let's just hang ourselves like what? Yeah. How'd uh, that go? Right. Mom's like, OK, eeny, meeny, miny. I'm going to I'm going to we're going to we're going to pluck. We're going to pluck flowers from a, 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 a flower. going to pluck petals from a flower until we decide which of you kids are going to hang first. <laughs> and then, oh, boy, yeah, you're next. Just... You're next. You're next. Johnny, get your head in the noose. And uh, once you guys are dead, then mom will take. <laughs> 
What the fuck? <laughs> she, this doesn't make any sense. No. She held the flower. She said, look at the petals. And <laughs> Bob's your uncle. It's not like a fast. Said. It's not a, like, oh, you can't go like bang, bang, bang to yourself. Like, hang it. Like, that's, that's yeah. you know, like for little kids, that's kind of rough. Kind of rough way to go. Uh, I don't, don't know that the show thought everything through. But, uh, well, you know, Michonne, Michonne's got to get out. For sure. Like the, yeah, the private plane was gassed up and running in the Georgia International Airport. She's she's ready to go. Like <laughs> ready to go. She's Black Panther 2 starts shooting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What? Let's just get like, come on. They hung themselves. Fine. No one's going to question this. Let's go. Uh, so then she, you know, eats this apple and then she passes out predictably. And then she wakes up to find Virgil talking at her through the door about the island's gifts. And she begins a vision quest. That's all I can really call it. So the Bloodworth Island, I think, is the name of this outpost. It's got like some kind of weird Batman Begins blue flower that causes intense hallucinations. The island has a gift. Is the gift I, a, a, a hundred gallon tank of LSD? Like what is right? Well, yeah. What is the gift of this island? Can you we do that too? Can we just like get the whispers high so that they rethink their life? And that's yeah, that's what I assumed. I assumed she was going on some uh, military sanctioned LSD trip. Uh, yeah. I, I like the effects like she's got her hands yeah. on the ground and there's like these sort of rainbow colored uh, no, the hallucination effects under. hallucination effects are pretty cool and like I said that would be an ultimate weapon I do think if you just you know like you uh, gave a hit or three to all the whispers they wouldn't want to walk with the dead no more probably not I think that they'd just be cured they'd wake they'd, they'd come out six to eight hours later and be like you know what let's uh, let's eat some of this soft bread and have some of the strawberry jam I I mean, I have this to imagine like sucks. tripping as a whisper would basically be like full on scarecrow from Batman type oh, shit. Oh, yeah, right? you're right. Like it you're seeing all these faces with horrifying skin peeling off and coming yeah. at you. Yeah. 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 Traumatized straight, you know, scared straight yeah. like the show. Yeah. But also these all, these other people, they, they also look surprisingly well fed and clean. Uh huh. Like they're all wearing clean clothes and they're. You know, like their hair and makeup was was kind of like disarray, but like these don't I don't these don't feel like people that this guy locks up and neglects, which was a, a plot point they establish. Like he tries to see them as little as he just like gives them trays of apples and and they're in tip top shape from that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Where's he getting all these <laughs> apples? That's what I want to know. Is he growing? Sure. That was a whole like a group six was just nothing but uh, red delicious apple orchard. Hmm. All right. They're researching the poisonous apple seeds and how they could be used against zombies. And they just need a grove after grove of red delicious. <laughs> uh, so during her vision quest, Michonne sees Sadiq, who blames her for the death of her family. And then uh, another Michonne comes up and offers herself the chains to her pets. And she is taken back to when Andrew was being attacked. Again, she walks away. After Andrew is eaten, she, I think, is stripping her body for supplies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we see her walking along the road where Daryl, uh, you know, hears her calling and then leaves her. And this is, if you remember way back when, I uh, do orange remember. backpack guy. Orange backpack guy and got brutally left. Like, like that was the one of the early turning points of like Rick's crew being like hard as, as a motherfucker is that they just yeah. like passed this guy and didn't even think. They didn't even talk about the the implications of, of leaving a person in need in this world. Yeah. And she is the orange backpack guy in the scene. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, Daryl having left her, Negan finds her 
and he likes her so much that he makes her part of his group. Uh, Glenn and Heath come in. This is the first. This is the return of Heath. The loss of Michelle, but the return of Heath. I did like. Oh, we're gonna find out about the card. He's gonna hand her the card, and it's gonna be the salvation. Yeah, it's gonna uh, unlock the weapons cache. Surely, surely, Heath, you remember that, right? Uh, no, no, he didn't remember. Still waiting. Uh, so Still Glenn waiting and Heath, on the triple yeah. P access card. They come to a savior outpost where Michonne is uh, now part of Negan's group and want to kill her, but she kills them instead, which obviously is a remix. Uh, Then she bashes in her own brains with Lucille around the RV back in that scene. And I guess uh, she starts the war where then she is killed by Daryl and Rick in a, a joint operation. Yeah, apparently that shot of Rick shooting her, finishing her off, was from the episode where he kills Sophia. Okay. Um, they dressed up a couple of those shots from different angles and stuff, which I thought, I thought this stuff was the best part of the episode. This, like, you know, butterfly flap wing Absolutely. of, like, what if she decided to ignore Andrea and how that changed. I like going, like, relitigating the war of the satellite mm-hmm. uplink center. Um, that stuff was really cool. Her going around and eeny, meeny, miny, mo in the group and beating her own brains out. All that stuff was was cool. I, even the like Negan offering her an apple, which was like kind of like an element of a reality that her drug addled brain is remixing. Uh, yeah. I thought all that stuff was really cool and clearly the best material of the episode. The Sadiq stuff, especially uh-huh. brutal when he's like, you know, you let me down. You did this. No, you, you, you couldn't even protect your own family. You're my family. This is what it feels like to be your family. And there's all the blood like that stuff is um, really visceral. It really, really worked. Yeah, I thought so, too. It was, it was definitely the best part and kind of sold me on the whole episode. Um, and it's even though nice there, to there see parts. Nice to see some of our old friends too, Abraham, yes. you know, I mean, Maggie, uh, <laughs> she's been gone Maggie, for a season, yeah. so. To see that, hopefully we'll see her in an episode or two. But like, yeah, seeing Maggie and Glenn, all those people, uh, yeah, was really cool, for sure. Abraham. <laughs> uh, so let's take a quick break, and we'll get right back to the podcast. We're about 10 weeks out from House of the Dragon Season 2, and it's time to prepare for war. Which in our case means, well, watching a lot of Hot D and reading a lot of Fire and Blood. Each week between now and June 16th, Maester Anthony and his co-host Steve are hosting a watch of each episode of Hot D Season 1. And then me and Jim are going to host a discussion of the differences between the events on that episode and how they're recounted in George R.R. Martin's historical tome, Fire and Blood. That's right. I've resorted to reading dragon books. God help us all. We'll see if my fresh eyes add any new insights or predictions into season two. Arm yourselves with all the lore you can for the battles ahead. House of the Dragon returns June 16th, but we've got you covered until then. Check out all of our upcoming Hot D coverage on the Hot D feed or on Bald Move Pulp, available wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, next up is Michonne coming to and stabbing Virgil, which with what I think is a spork. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, a, a cafeteria fork, something. Yeah. She lets the others out of their cell um, and then goes after him because he ran off. Uh, and it turns out he's burned the boat, which they think is their only way off the island. 
They're adorable little sailboat. It looks like uh-huh. a scaled up bathtub sailboat. It's it's adorable. Oh, yeah. I was sad to see it. I, I was sad to see it burn. You don't see ones with those dimensions very often. Like, sure. What a weird little toy sailboat. Uh, so they find Virgil in the woods and he apologizes and the others want to kill him. But Michonne Hell decides yeah. she's going to spare him and convinces the others to show mercy as well. So they, they can gain peace is what she says. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, trade his life for your soul. The whole mercy overcomes my wrath business with like, you know, this guy owes you more than he could possibly give. If you take his life, it's going to cost you more than it costs him. Like, it's all standard, like, you know what? But what you get back if you give him mercy is peace. It all tracks. But I also think they like listen to her and nod and then just beat the piss out of Kevin. Yeah, uh, they just beat they just beat him to death because, of course, they would, you know. But I, but I don't know. Our group forgave Negan, kind of, sorta. But that was like, I don't know, like over years. That. Yeah, and also you had the like strongest leaders of the group going along, you know, like you know, like I don't think that was a majority opinion that we should let Negan live. It's more of like Nick or Rick de- declared it as as law and then everybody else kind of like got on board with it. And and what are you going to do? But yeah, anyway, like I felt like it kind of sort of worked, but like, I don't know these guys enough and their situation and then mm-hmm. just forgive. I don't know it. And then none of these characters felt real. So like they were just performing the thing they needed to do, which is make Kevin think, huh? Can't believe they're forgiving me, even though I don't deserve it. You know? Yeah, the uh, but, other thing uh, but, is they could have done the rest of the episode without him. If if you want to just have him beaten to death here, they could have done that. You know, like the, the other survivors know, okay, there's this other boat. We can go to it. She finds the stuff from Rick and she does all the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have, I'm almost, I'd almost preferred it if he had just ran off and like, as they're sailing away, he does what he does, which is stumbles to the coast to kind of like watch them leave. Hmm. That would have been, I think more effective. It'd have been more, kind of more melancholy, a little bit more trafficking in the gray areas of morality that the the show tries the the traffic, you know. Um, but this it's like weird because like, well, these three people that we don't know or care about forgive this guy who we don't really know or care about, and ultimately he doesn't care to accept their forgiveness and you know try to start things off because he made a promise to his dead wife to give her flowers every day, and that's what he's going to do. Yeah, I, I do like what it says about Michonne though, right? Cause she's relived all these experiences through another True. sort of perspective. Right. So her letting him go makes sense. She's now essentially like confirming that she made the right choices all along and that she did the best she could. And that yes, people died along the way, but she wouldn't have been able to protect everyone. And as long as she is trying to protect her family and has their interests at heart, um, she, she's doing okay. Right. That, that's what I took away from it is that, that mercy um, can, you know, and that peace that comes with having the mercy can sort of overcome any any sort of unsettling feelings you have about the people who have died along the way. Do you think because I, I, I that's what I was thinking about, like, I felt like they could have done a better job of drawing a line between Virgil and his companions. Like if they thought a little bit more about the situation, they could have had something that reinforces Michonne's need to find Rick over perhaps her family and the group's best interest. 
Um, like they could add a parallel yeah. situation, but like none of this, like you're right. It does reinforce the one thing that Michonne is a different person. She is no longer yeah. like a mindless killing machine. She's no longer this heavily traumatized person that hasn't figured out how to move on and continue to love people and things like that. Like it's, it's a nice coda for her, but I felt like what they needed is a springboard her, you know, there's like this situation had to say something about the situation she was in and the situation she's finding herself into, which is being catapulted into this movie. And it, it didn't, it, it didn't, um, it did the bare minimum, which is let Michonne off the hook for abandoning her children because her children are like way right. on board for it. And there was no longer a threat to the community. But like, damn. And I don't know. Like, I don't know when they found out this was going to be her last episode, whether, you know. Yeah, I, I, I really I really don't. But like, yeah, it felt it felt not of a piece of the rest of the almost two years that they've been doing on the show. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so they throw Virgil into a cell. Michonne can't find the weapons. And Virgil says, oh, well, you know, I didn't lie to you because I know the spots there. In, but I hadn't actually seen him. Then she asked what she what he saw when he trips and he talks about his family. And then I don't know, he uh, Michonne tows Virgil around the facility looking for supplies and weapons and she finds some cowboy boots and demands to know where he got them. Yeah, cowboy boots and, and a cell phone that has yeah. Rick's name on it and it's carved with Michonne and Judith's likeness and some I think Japanese conj. Uh did you look into this? I did not. As you know, it's it's hard to do research without getting spoilers on this, so I haven't done much. It, it I decided- surprised me coming from Rick that there would be anything other than English on this thing. <laughs> I, I'm assuming like he he saw those characters on the side the side of Michonne's sword or something <laughs> and just memorized <laughs> what they look like. Doesn't know what they mean. Uh so I, I looked I did a little bit of digging into it because we only have like three episodes before we're caught up to continuity and like this source was the thing that spoiled me. So I'm like, well, OK, right. for opinion for a pound. Um, and it was from the you know, it was contemporaneous of when this episode came out, which is another thing that like if I could find stuff like that, like the the week show threads on Reddit's are usually pretty safe, too, if you want to get spoiled. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. And like Angela Kang gave an interview about like this stuff and like some of the implications. And basically the Japanese message translates to believe a little longer. Um, And Scott Gimple clarified that he thinks that uh, Anne. Please tell me what Scott Gimple thinks about this, please. I'm dying right, to know. Uh, Ro- Romulan sub commander Jadis that she carved this into the cell phone as like a keepsake for Rick to have. So he doesn't give up hope for his family and whatnot. Um, why would she carve anything for a bee? Why is she going to waste valuable carving time on a bee? I don't know. And I did like then the, the only evidence of that is like, she was partial to art and por- uh, doing caricature port- portraits. Sure. She um, was more of a, yeah, sculptor, uh, uh, I didn't know she knew Japanese. She I didn't know she could read and write Japanese. That's for sure. That's that was uh Yeah, the, the Japanese was very confusing to me because I no have, one I know yeah. on this show is uh, with maybe the exception of Yumiko it, is associated <laughs> with Japanese at all. Although Michonne, I, I thought they like maybe like Michonne is teaching Judith that for code purposes because they use the, you know, Daito, Sato, like yeah, essentially yeah. long sword, short sword metaphors from themselves. But right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
But to me, it was just it, like and everything from this, like uh, from this point, oh, 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 the episode just got more and more incredible and in, like not a good way. Oh, boy. because then Virgil starts talking about a, a mess about like, oh, uh, this was the, our meeting wasn't happenstance. It was meant to be. Maybe you were supposed to. And I'm like, what? I don't know, man. Uh, it it just felt it, it felt a, a little a little weird to me. Yeah, I'm with you. It's. And also that like they they got this patrol boat that's a diesel boat and like if if both of the virus researchers can will help him then maybe he can get it run like how the fuck do these guys know how to fix a fucking boat of this size and complexity like it's you know yeah. like uh, there's this like suddenly this thing's running and like did they have a shit ton of diesel fuel like did they th- is this like running off vegetable oil like what what I I don't apple I don't know oil. just a whole bunch of yeah, like yeah there's apple the, trees they just pluck them and then squeeze them right into the engine <laughs> yeah it runs on high octane uh alcoholic cider yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> like know fantastic man. mr fox it's that the 100 100 180 proof apple cider that one guy's got uh every time yeah. i see an engine of any kind on this i'm thinking okay how is that working how is it being fueled like all that stuff but i mean diesel is kind of like because like diesel fuel stays stable i think a lot longer than gas and it's it does, like not yeah. nearly as volatile and you can make it out of anything animal mm-hmm. fat vegetable fat like there's you know if you if you watch the first episode of mosquito coast you know you can run just straight these you can just you know that shit will just burn um so it's like a little bit easier to understand but like the fact that they established it not being a like a working boat Mm-hmm. But if they had it be a working boat, then why did virtual go? You know, it's like there's like all this like, yeah, uh, just just a fucking house of card storytelling that they had to do to do this one thing, get Michonne off the show that doesn't really connect with anything else. And it was it was frustrating because like, mm-hmm. I just felt like all the wheels fell off in these last 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, I could see your point. Uh, so then, yeah, Michonne takes Virgil out to the boat. He uh, we kind of already talked about this scene, but. Claims that these boots washed up and then she finds that phone you're talking about with the carving on it. She accuses Virgil of knowing that Rick was here and he uh, then she freaks out and demands to know what happened. He still claims not to know uh, what she's talking about. So she backs off and he suggests, hey, maybe we can get this boat running. Maybe she can find Rick again. Um, There was this New Jersey Bridgers shipyard. I don't don't know if you know anything about that. Mm Mm-mm. Um, that she kind of kind of sees on this map, I guess. Um, but then she did that feel sa- yeah. Did that feel satisfying to you? The his story that these boots just washed up here uh, with the no. cell phone tucked into them. Apparently, like to me, that's like no. he should have known something about like yeah, that one group that caused trouble. You know, used to hold this as a holding facility to people, and like your husband must have kind. Con- like this, this whole like oh I don't know just kind of washed up here like what the fuck what was the point like this is the lamest like if they truly just washed up how is that proof that Rick is not dead mm-hmm. you know he died his boots got blown off in an explosion they washed out to the the sea they washed up on this island right uh you know they washed up to get like it just none of this shit held together and he's been there the whole time right and they're the hostile group that kind of took over and fucked things i felt like the threads were there they just just didn't want to connect them at all yeah i mean the the other question here is what's she going to do if she thinks he's lying she's already said hey my mercy has overcome my my wrath is she going to now say well maybe my wrath is making a comeback 
Well, he keeps on starting shit. Like now he's telling obvious <laughs> lies. Like the mercy for the current right. shit has been as as overcame my wrath. But like he keeps he keeps working my last nerve. I, I get so at some like point she's going to break mercy. and she'll, yeah, she'll just this, cut him down or or yeah. you know, put the screws to him and get the info out of him. It's like if you're playing Michonne in a video game, she's got health and she's got armor and she's also got mercy. And that bar uh, is like 10%. And he just I this would whole love like, to see a Michonne game like that. Just this whole this whole like, I don't know, your husband boots is kind of fucking washed up here. Both of them at <laughs> mercy. the same time with the, with the, with the car. And you just see go to zero and it's yeah. like it triggers her ultimate. And she just like fucking splits him in half or something. And it's a quick time yeah. of where you slice him eight ways up his ass. Yeah, yes. I love it. Yeah, it's a whole full God of War thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Fling him into the air, <laughs> jump up there with him. Her Spartan mercy is triggered and just goes crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah, that'd be a fun game. All right, mm-hmm. uh, so Michonne packs up Rick's stuff and then tells Virgil that the others are willing to let him go along with him on the boat, but he turns down the offer because flowers for his dead wife every day. He's got obligations. Can't just leave. Uh, so they motor off, leaving him behind. Is that him? He does stagger to the shore because like, I oh, first yeah. I thought it was just like one of those like they're doing a zombie like kind of a, a lone forlorn lorn zombie because they kind of do that sometimes. But that was that was Virgil, right? Oh, yeah. That's gotcha. Him. OK. Uh, so on their journey, Michonne sits below decks sort of uh, thinking about Rick crying and she gets on the walkie and raises her kids. Uh, Shoto, which I guess is uh, Judas code name, the little sword. And Little Brave Man, um, which we've heard, you know, Judith refer to Rick as the Brave Man a few mm-hmm. episodes ago. This is all this is all nice. I like it. Um, yeah, I did too. And Michonne asks how things are going with Whispers, and Judith says, hey, we got Alpha. Not a problem anymore. We fixed it. So don't bother bringing back uh, any bombs. Michonne the tells her. Arsenal. Uh, Michonne drops a bomb of her own and says, I found Rick's stuff. And Judith asks if he's alive, but she doesn't really know. And Judith tells her, look, you got to go find him. You got to do it. You got to do it. And so she says, I'll head north. I'll try and find him and I'll call every morning for as long as I can. Oh, my God. Which is going to be zero episode. (laughs) Right. It's going. It's going to. This is this is Morgan. Oh, call you at daybreak every single day. Morgan, you never Mm -hmm. understand. You'll never get that. Yeah, this is going to be the Morgan gimmick all over again yeah she's we're just never gonna get a call from michonne i also think it's funny like she establishes like no you got to use the code system i'm not mom i'm daito or whatever and then like you know 30 seconds later she's like mom oh baby oh i love my little yeah it's like yeah where's the where's the where's the code discipline michonne come on it all breaks down her her yeah Blah. And the other thing is, like, I feel like they've done a lot to make Judith very, very, very mature. And I almost oh, believe yeah. that she would insist that, like, hey, we don't need you, mom. Just go and save dad, blah, blah, blah. But, like, RJ, RJ's still a tender age, man. He's, like, four or five. Yeah. I don't know. But the show, like, like if, if either Judith or RJ says, please, mom, we're scared. The whispers just got over with. We're still having nightmares about them. They, this this whisperer man, this giant whisperer man, just came and killed like fifty of us the other night. Mm-hmm. Came out of a grave, burst out like a like a like a nightmare thing. We we want our mom to be home for like a couple of days or two, just to say, just to hug us goodbye or something. 
then like, no one believes that Michonne goes off on his wild goose hunt, but they have to have the children like yeah. crazy on the side of like go off and find. And this also makes sense. All the track that they've left between like Judith, like really leaning on Uncle Daryl and them having some moments these last few because like that's another thing that they had to do to establish. But like even then, it's like we we talked about the idea of like, what are they doing? What are the is, is Rick being held in like fucking chains? Is Rick like Mr. Incredible from the Incredibles? He's like spread eagle and this electroshock mount bed thing that like if he even thinks of Judith or Michonne, it like electrocutes him. He's in like a helmet. To, like what are they, what are they doing to keep this man from coming back to his family? Yeah. Like if we if we don't open on the Rick Grimes movie on his hundredth escape attempt to get back to his like and it's the same problem, except for like, what is, you know, Michonne doesn't need a team, doesn't need to come back and get Daryl, the arch tracker. Um, maybe let Daryl and Carol, you know, do like I, I no, she but nothing makes there's nothing they can do to make this make sense because Michonne wouldn't do this and quote unquote real life. She wouldn't do this, but she has to do it because deny is taking off. So, I mean, they're doing their best. Judith is straight up lying to her about a lot of things. Um, lying by omission at at the least. I mean, she doesn't mention anything about, oh yeah, Hilltop that's gone. That's not a thing anymore. Everyone who was at Hilltop is either a dead. Oh, by the way, I had to murder one myself at point blank range or B headed to Alexandria. Now we don't have enough food for everybody because the Hilltop stuff is gone. We crossed off half of your constitution supplies because kingdom and Hilltop are gone. This is now the Oceanside Alexandria compact. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, she's sugarcoating the situation back at Mm -hmm. the colonies for sure. Yeah, yeah. Many, many more people have died. It's yeah. It, and that's what it felt like, you know, it it did. It felt very artificial and constructed. Like there's this nothing like this didn't feel like characters coming and organically arriving at a course of action. It just felt like, oh, well, this is and we got to grease. We got to grease that path with as much character grease as we can. And, you know, you got it's they had to do what they had to do. And it's. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a damn shame. And I felt like I don't know. That's why it feels real kind of rushed. Like, I feel like if they thought a little bit more at the beginning of the season, they could have had this a little bit more natural because it was I don't know. It felt very unsatisfying to have Michonne go out on a wild goose chase. And then embark on yet another wild goose chase uh, with scant, scant evidence that we'll also Uh, not see the resolution of at least in this show. Yeah, and like it's like I don't. What are the odds that they just don't do the movies too? <laughs> like, um, I, I yeah, I I, it, and that's that's it's a shame. I wish it was a little bit more definitive. Like if she came back and like that would have been an interesting way to like you know I don't know maybe The Walking Dead wasn't ready for it, but like I do believe that Michonne, Judith, R.J., Daryl, and maybe one or two no-name people from the group would have accompanied her on this patrol boat. Uh, to go to try to find Rick mm-hmm. and then you could have that lead off to the Carol and uh, that could have spun off the movies that could have spun off the Carol and Daryl show it could have done a lot of things and still left you know like I'm I'm still interested in seeing what uh, you know Aaron and, and Eugene and Rosita and uh, King Ezekiel like there's still enough there to like the wind the thing down in the season but yeah, yeah I guess Maggie I also just and all that. I, I never thought that Michonne was done after this season. I thought Michonne was going yeah. to be in season 11. I guess I didn't keep up on the casting news and all that kind of stuff, but I was kind of stunned when I saw this as her final episode. And mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? 
Uh, well, we can talk about the final scene here for Michonne, where yeah. she creates a couple new pets and she goes off to look for Rick. Uh, but that whole pet thing is short-lived because she finds a couple of people who are stragglers of a much larger group and they're being left behind because they're too slow. Michonne decides, eh, I'll help you catch up and ditches her pets. And then and I presumably joins up with this much, much larger group. There are hundreds of people with it's an extremely large caravan. I, I don't know how they cleared a path wide enough for all these people in this, these woods. And yeah. it's clear they're headed for like the dead end of that path where the forest just meets back up with them. What are they going to do with this? I don't know. They've got like a Xerxes-esque like thrones of supplies that they're carrying. I, how do you yeah, drag it looks like the there's woods? like in the middle, there's like those Constanoga wagons and then there's some yeah. kind of like phalanx around it and then like a, a loose like skirmishing like yeah, it's yeah a, it felt like a it looked organized but it felt like very organized um yeah. i'm very interested to see what michonne radios back to judith about this new group she's found like that should be Nothing. something that we get next episode right Nothing. yeah no nope. uh yeah um, i don't know maybe they're gonna that, have her do voice work for the next two episodes or something I could see that, but she better be talking about this thing um, yeah. in and how it connects to like Eugene's bullshit and all that stuff. Like I, oh man, it's now suddenly now it's like feeling like three episodes is too much time for the show to have. Plus the six bonus episodes, because like if the whisper, the whisper, I mean, maybe they have to clean up beta. Like he's got like a, a determined band of whisper resistance that he's trying to lead or whatnot. But like. I don't know. I felt like there was one blow the lid off even bigger moment left in the season. And now it feels like everything's kind of like wound up and we got three, three episodes of just like, I don't know what we're going to get. I mean, you got to reintegrate Negan, right? And then he needs to get his due for taking out alpha. Um, He needs to get his medal in the throne room. Essentially. Yeah. Princess Carol Organa has got to like put the they need the to thing explain that right like what yeah exactly was the plan here because we all left yeah. last episode pretty surprised yeah yeah no I but but yeah almost all the whispers that we care about other than beta are gone yeah so I don't know what they're going to do for three more episodes it's weird like it said it, it, it just really did a lot to, to fuck up the pacing in fact I guess this was intended see this is why I wonder like this last scene if this wasn't like improvised or they changed because like I I also noticed in the research I did that this was intended to be the 12th episode so like and and I don't know whether they got to that and they're like oh there's no fucking way Michonne would leave if this was like the eve of this largest battle and like that menace was still so like we have to get like this and make it super definitive and that way but like maybe this should have been the 14th episode maybe you wait one more to where we as an audience feel the whispers one more episode like a a mop-up where it's like okay they've broken the back but there is one still like you know beta is a big threat and he still has like a herd of 500 walkers and he's going to go try to take oceanside it has limited defenses yeah you know like he's going to go bypass alexander just he's just trying to do as much pain as possible and then you definitively mop that up and then you know, you could have even teased it a little bit like you could have had the uh, Michonne. You could you could, uh, you could have a, a radio saying this is Daito coming for Shoto like Daito at the end of that episode. Then tell this episode that brings us up and then you got one more episode that you have to 
essentially, you know, uh, get the, you know, kind of go around all the communities, see what's going on, establish the next threat. Um, yeah. yeah, that doesn't that feel better. Like, so why didn't they do it? It must, it must have been some kind of like last minute thing or, or know, like we'll maybe, find out next episode why they didn't do that. Who knows? Could be, could be. Uh, suddenly a lot reasons. riding on this, these last three episodes that kind of like get, get us to a good space. Yeah. Uh, but that's the end of this one. Yeah. So that's it. That's the last episode. Uh, the Michonne will be in the walking dead, barring flashbacks and barring of course the, the Rick trilogy that we're anticipating, uh, coming out the theaters near us sometime in 2022, maybe, um, probably. Cause I also saw that they're retooling the Daryl Carroll thing for like 2023. Huh? Okay. So, because there's still a lot. There's 24 episodes of The Walking yeah. Dead, a half a year content that they can spool out in two ha- big seasons or three regular sized eight sub seasons. There's like, so that could, you know, take us to perhaps the movie trilogy or at least the first installment that then could launch, you know, like I, I kind of see like, and I, I'm getting a, like, there's a lot of people saying that like we need to at least like read a couple Wikipedia articles from Fear the Walking Dead because they're, they're starting to like, all of these series and like uh, even the what is the world of the walking dead world beyond yeah world beyond walking dead like some of these things are starting to converge because amc is like really trying to like you know gather up all the the embers of this this once mighty empire and (laughs) pile them together blow (laughs) on them again yeah blow blow another flame uh uh you know because they saw they saw walking dead you know uh, or no they saw game of thrones give up their corners and are trying to take them back so We'll see if it works. Uh, we are. We'll have a a, a, a stereo dot com slash bald move based feedback episode out later this week. Of course, if you've got long form feedback about the 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 loss of Michonne, uh, the direction of the show, uh, we're almost caught up to good. Uh, please send that into watching dead at baldmove dot com. We'll be reading those at the end of this of this season before we get to the six bonus uh, episodes. So, lots more Walking Dead to come. Uh, please send us in that feedback watching dead at baldmove.com and enjoy the feedback episode out later this week until then until next week I'm your host Aaron and I'm Jim see you later see you later